What's up, guys? Joe from the Bump Boys here. And big guy, C, how you doing, my friend? Doing good, you know. We out here. So today we got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of AEW drama, AEW shenanigans. So check in, tune in. Boys, bitch, you better bow down. Crunch just wanna hear the show, so the countdown. Don't be messing around, we ain't chasing no clout. Better shut your ass up before we put your ass down. Like you lumped up, taking verbal bumps, jump. We don't ever bite tongues, always keeping in the buck. Danger, we will, they gon' change the game. Bump Boys podcast, it'll melt your frame. Y'all don't wanna see the flame, so don't spark the match. We like rookie Kirk Angle, make your ankle snap. Three amigos like Eddie, but don't lie, you steal. Only cheat when we gotta, but to win, we will. Mike skills. Like Dusty Bucko hard like Brock I'm a stunner like Austin dropping elbows like Mach Y'all don't wanna see the finish cause it's us on top One, two, three, get the V and get a warrior pop Alright, so Big IC, there's a lot of things we need to talk about But I think first We gotta dissect this easily So let's talk about the AEW Trios title match on AEW Dynamite Okay So I didn't get to watch much of it I saw a little bit here and there Yep. So what was your thoughts on the overall match of that? The chemistry was great. I really enjoyed how Pac Pac was just great in that match. I think he was going off to be honest. He, he and then you know what? It's finally about fucking time because he deserves he deserves what he gets. He's now he's All Atlantic champion and he's a trios champion. Yep. He deserves that. He's been he is one of like the most underutilized people in that damn thing because especially with they started the whole death triangle thing. It's yeah. all, everyone was always like you know oh Penta. Oh, Phoenix. You know what I mean? Yeah, everyone's been all Penta Phoenix, and they bounce back and forth here and there and stuff like that. Yeah. But Pac, yo, that man really, from what I saw of the match, that man was going off, and I think he's the first duo champion in AEW. Am I correct on that? I I I believe believe so. I believe so. But, like, also, we got to give credit to best friends because they take too many many losses, and they do not deserve to take that many. Because, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The crowd loves Orange Cassidy, but, like, Damn, they just lost after loss after loss. They lost twice in the tournament. Now they yeah. lost. They lost to uh, to the you know the elite, and then they lost to Death Triangle. They, yeah, it's it's just a long list of shit for them. So I think it's uh, my curiosity is also like how were the teams decided for this match and stuff like that. Yeah. But for those who don't know, you know, AW All Out, we had a trios match between the elite. Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks versus Hangman Adam Page and the Dark Order. Dark Order and Hangman Page took the fall to the Elite, which I, as a travesty on my own, I will get more into that later. But I think that's just straight garbage. Then <laughs> Kenny, um, no, CM Punk ends up coming, beats Moxie for, in the main event for the world title. Backstage, we get a scrum is what they're calling it. Apparently, uh, from what I heard, I heard there's two sides. The f- side I heard was, uh, you know, CM Punk was saying some shit back uh, after the interview. That they, he was. They came back, and they basically knocked on his door. I heard they kicked down the door, and then all hell broke loose. Punches were thrown. <laughs> I think the only consistent thing about this was, uh, was this Ace Steel? Through a yeah, chair, yeah. A steal through a chair, and apparently uh, caught Nick Jackson. Caught in the Nick eye. Jackson's <laughs> Ooh. like, and that's why apparently, according to Tony Khan and uh, Fightful, um, that's why they are hiring third party 
uh, investigators to yeah. see who exactly did the thing. And also, can't forget one of the one of the people that was involved and was in is a, now a key witness to everything is our good old friend Maxwell Jacob Friedman. So and it, it, it's just ridiculous that the fact that he, he's out here getting the biggest push, eating the popcorn, yeah. watching all this shit happen in the corner. Just he, like <laughs> he's, but, he's literally that kid who's doing a dab while the two girls are fighting. Yeah, this man going crazy with his like returns like that. And then just so overall, we have a scrum. Um, there hasn't been an official suspension, so that's why they're having the investigation. Um, and that led to Tony Khan having the uh announcement where he just came on and was like hey this is what's going to happen you know the vac the world title and the trios title is vacated the problem i had with that was if you don't know twitter and i'm not a twitter person i only have twitter because of our channel that's the only reason why i follow twitter i have had twitter back in 2011 when drake take care came out by the way <laughs> best album he's ever done he's on a decline since but regardless <laughs> Hot take or whatever, I guess. You no, 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 no. But, it's, but I, I think agree, it's the I truth, regardless. But overall, that's a lot. In 2012, 2013, I stopped using it. And then overall, it's been. It's, uh, it's different for me, man, because let me tell you. You wouldn't, well, if you don't follow Twitter, you wouldn't know what happened or you wouldn't know why this is happening. Yeah, but the, that's, and that's the good thing about it because you next, literally hours later, you go on Facebook and or anything, it's people copying tweets. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just because Twitter be lit. I don't, I don't care what anyone says. Twitter be lit. Twitter is hilarious. You want to see the most savagery on the internet? Go on Twitter right after Agreed. something happening. Agreed. Because like you, you'll see, you will see people just going like, like, especially when like, uh, like when the queen died, bruh, people were going. Yo, the, off. the memes are already coming out. I'm like, yeah, yo, that's they were kinda, coming out first hour, yeah, bruh. It, it's been wild. I'm just like, hey, I, I, I gotta get off of this stuff like that. But, um, but if you don't watch, if you don't follow Twitter, you wouldn't know what happened. And I think that's the problem Tony Khan's having, where yeah. he's relying too much on the Twitter community and he doesn't have his like. If you were just watching AW Dynamite, um, because not everyone watches Rampage, not everyone watches Dark. Yeah. You, it's very choppy, very inconsistent, and stuff like that. Yep. But regardless, uh, in my opinion, I think let's you know scoot back. You know, mm -hmm. we're gonna get a tournament for the world title, yep. and that's gonna be, in my opinion, I, I'm bored of these titles at this point. You know, Moxie should just spend champion. Now we're in hundred percent. He should not. Honestly, if WWE can make fucking Drew McIntyre lose. In his fucking home country, they can make fucking CM Punk losing his goddamn hometown. Yeah, he's he's done it before, and it's it's nothing. He doesn't need the win. No, he doesn't. He's, he's he, he literally. I would have rather have Mox be booed out of the arena than to have that motherfucker win. I'm sorry, I don't. I am not a CM Punk fan. I thought it'd been great if he lost, and then like he gets on the mic and they start cheering him, and he basically just goes off and like he hears pe people chanting Moxley as he like after you know the one two three. Or, you know, they're cheering for Moxley. He gets up. They're going to CM Punk, CM Punk. He grabs the mic, says, you know, you know, the people who be cheering CM Punk are the same people who cheered for my opponent for pinning my mat shoulders to the mat. You know, you guys are two-faced. You know, you, you, I you know I support you all, all this time. And at the end of the day, you, you, don't, you don't give a damn about me. You don't give a damn about what I've done to this company. So maybe I should just take my ball and go home. 
Maybe so, I'll get some papers on it, like my anniversary or something like that. Done something, and that would cause the heel turn, which I think Punk is a much better heel than he is as a babyface. Oh, yeah, because he's, you know what, he's the best in the world at complaining. He's also the best of the world at hockey references. If you don't, if you like CM Punk, you must like hockey because that's all he references. <laughs> the New York Islanders, yada, yada, yada. The Toronto Maple Leaf. I'm like, bro, like, can you do something other than hockey? But I digress. So you know what though? I'm gonna I'm gonna end it with this one quote that I am going to read from CM Punk from the scrum. Actually, targeting MJF. <coughs> and this this is it. And I quote from directly from CM Punk. I am tired of wrestling these kids who think they know everything, but I'm not the boss. I think Max is a supremely, supremely talented individual. And this goes for everyone else in the locker room who doesn't want to be here. The grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you greener where you water it. Max likes to shit where he eats instead of watering the grass. How more how much more do you have to fucking talk shit in order to make your opponent like like just overshadow your opponent? Like, you know what I mean? It's yep. just that whole thing was just about him. You know what I mean? Yeah. It it overshadowed the whole return of MJF for the longest time. And and it's still going. You know what I mean? Like, people are happy. Like, don't get me wrong. The promo on Dynamite, yep. he went baby face, got everyone happy. About, and, then, and then he just flipped it around and fucking went straight heel. Yeah. Perfect MJF. That is what you want. You want people to get all happy and then get them riled up. I agree. Like he's the best heel in the business. MGF is basically doing what Punk should should have been doing all this time. Yeah. But you know, the C and CM Punk stands for complain. And the M stands for many. This man complains many times, which makes him a punk. Like <laughs> I, I don't I don't even know why. Like I, I if you heard my takes before, I think CM Punk is overhyped. Yeah. He he's is. like I can't do what he does. So, you know, great job, CM Punk. You know, you, nope. you're always like coming on to, you know, tweets and stuff like that. Well, you know, lace up your boots and stuff like that. I don't need to lace up my boots. And without me, you don't have a job. So I don't even <laughs> want to hear you come talk about, you know, you can't do my job. I can't do your job. I know I can't do your job. But at the end of the day, your job is to entertain me. So for that, that's what I like to put out for wrestlers who always like to say, you know, well, maybe you should take a mile in their shoes. I hear you. That's your profession. You know, I don't teach you how to, you know. Know work work with uh little ones and stuff like that. So constructive criticism. It, it, it's constructivism. It's my opinion, my thoughts. But then again, also you can put your thought for CM Punk. You can you can put your thoughts out there, and he will basically say, you know, you know, well this happened, this happened. You know, it's it's because of this. You know, you don't do this. It, it's always it's never just like, hey, I'm gonna take the feedback you say. I'm gonna look at the evidence that you provided for it, and I'm going to assess it right there. The whole wrestling community is never like. Hey, you know, you're right. It's always like, well, can you do that? Yep. No, I can't do that. But what, as a fan, I'm giving you criticism. And at the end of the day, address the criticism. Don't address myself and my talent. Or just take it like or just take the criticism and fix it or just flip it around. Like the, the, the thing is, wrestling is not exciting anymore yep. because there's no more different twists. No one no one knows how to do like a like a like a complete two faced thing you know what exactly. i mean like there's no more surprises anymore there's no more like big betrayals anymore like you yeah. know what i mean like there's nothing like that like as exciting as like the attitude era like well like let's, like let's be real like when, when stone cold steve austin like sided with vince mcmahon 
the whole stadium gasped. Yeah. The whole stadium <laughs> didn't know what to do. Like, that. like that's like that right there. And like the crowd was way more into it back in the day. Like I I was really happy to see how awesome Clash at the Castle's crowd was. That right there, it like brought a little bit of like the happiness that when you watch life, wrestling, like you know what I mean? Like, like that. that's like that's what definitely they were missing during the pandemic, but it was still nice to see all of that come back. Agreed. And I think what the issue is, is we can look at also other things uh, of what's causing this issue with the wrestling scene is, you know, I think ultimately it's the internet and stuff like that. Yeah. So like we've had talks with uh, um, our friends, um, nonstop wrestling um, is, you know, people aren't watching it, holding up a sign. They're watching it to hold up the phone because they're a going to, you know, show their friends this, which their friends can just see it in better quality online. Mm, yep. Sorry about that. Your experience. I think people should better off just experience it without recording it. It's just. You're going to keep it up here. You don't need a reminder because let's be honest, it's just taking up memory in your phone. <laughs> yep. Then back in the day, how many times would you see a father and, you know, with his whole family, yep. daughter on his shoulders? Wife next to him with his little son and stuff like that. Yeah, they're holding up signs. Yeah, they're holding up merch. Yeah, they're I, everyone's wearing the merch. Yeah, I think at this point, WWE is literally AEW and WWE are basically just t-shirt companies. That's all I see when I go in the crowd. Yeah, everyone's making a t-shirt to make themselves pop. Yeah, but with all the stuff on the internet, everyone's trying to post. Everyone's trying to get ahead of each other. There's just no, oomph, there's no pizzazz. There's nothing. To make you want to tune in. Because like Braun Strowman. Everyone was talking about Braun Strowman's coming back. And then next you know Monday it happens. I don't have to watch three hours of a product. To, find, to watch what someone's going to put on. And that's an, and you know just to touch on that really quick. It kind of sucks the way they're bringing him in. Because it's like okay cool. He's coming back. And he's just ripping apart the fucking tag team division. How does that make the tag team division look? You guys were just building it up. You guys were just building stars. Who's going to like beat these fucking Usos? Like who's like, like somebody, something like give me a good tag team. Give me good chemistry. Like there's just nothing like that anymore. And then you have this motherfucker just come in and just take everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like destroying people like for what? For what? Who who is he benefiting? What is he gonna? You know, I'm not through with you, Roman. <laughs> you know, Ro- Roman's done with him. That man exactly. Like, and wasn't, wasn't Braun the champion when? Oh no, Bray was the champion when he took it. But it was like, yo, Braun. The only reason why you at where you at was because Roman decided to step down. Yeah. Roman said, hey, you know, COVID's a thing. Let me take a step back. Yeah. But and then it, he became soon, champion during as soon the as pandemic. Comfortable. As soon as Roman wanted to take that spot, then he said, Vince, come back, send me back. All right, we're gonna send you with the thing. Give me Paul. Give us him Paul. Man goes on a tear. Seven, what seven hundred days later, this man is going ham, going bananas. Yeah, this man don't even need to show up every day. That's how good he is. Uh, speaking, uh, speaking on the Roman topic a little bit. Um, did you see? You hear the news about uh, Mr. Roman Reigns refusing to be a babyface? I did. I did, and I think that's something that. I, I don't know if who recommended that idea. Um, I'm I'm about it honestly. I good. Think he should, just should stay as a heel. He should stay um, as a heel because I don't see he, why he would be a babyface. Because I mean, the, the only reason why I feel like he's he's not going to be a babyface. He tried that, and work. and they and it did not work. And they kept trying to push him down their throats. And then you know, like 
when he beat the Undertaker, he was a babyface. Guess, yeah. I guess guess what people did to him? They booed. The, the boo. They booed like seven, they ten booed, minutes straight. They booed the shit out of Roman. And then the next, then the next day on Raw, they didn't let the man speak. Ten minutes he killed. They killed they, ten minutes. Like they did that. not let him. It was speak. wild. And, and I'm like, yo, imagine if that was the heat. Now he'd be a way better champion. If Roman is a heel, you've been doing it for seven hundred days. Why it's getting it? stale. You Why beat everybody. It? Who the fuck? Who who cares now? It's it, it's literally like who cares? You literally beat everyone on the roster. It's boring. It's it's almost becoming AE predictable. Agree. And I think at this point, I know Triple H can't wrestle and stuff like that. But what I think they should have do is, I feel like there's a story here that makes it so. I I want Cross have, to do something. I, I, I feel like Cross can do something, but he only had one match. He doesn't deserve anything yet. In my opinion, the man basically was in a gimp suit a couple months ago. Yeah. And this man just came out, beat well, Drew Gulak. Who? Like, no one. He beat, he beat a nobody. So I feel like everyone's on this carrying Cross. Unfortunately. Stuff. This man needs I mean? to put some time in, put some effort in. If you don't watch NXT, you don't know who carrying Cross is. It is what it is. So this man needs to build stock and stuff like that. And I think. Throwing him in the picture was just a waste of time, in my opinion. But it's my weird. opinion is just like assholes. Everyone has them. So yeah, what I think they should end up doing is taking the Adam Pierce route they used to were running, where at one point, if you guys don't remember, during the Thunderdome area, it was supposed to be Adam Pierce versus Roman Reigns. And I think at this point, you have yeah, Adam Pierce that. is starting to feel himself, He's starting to become that authority figure. He basically comes on the show and he basically says, "You know, hey Roman, you defeat everyone." You know, we're going to have you go against Karrion Cross or whatever. I feel like that would really hype up the crowd, make everyone, you know, pop and stuff like that. Roman comes out, states everything I just said. You know, ooh, the dude that beat Drew Gulak in a, a singles match, the one who the one who just came with a, a little more hair on his head, got out of the gimp suit, you know, whatever. No, I'm not doing that. And they're like, well, you know, what? if you don't, you know, wrestle this match, we are prepared to. And then him just go off like, like what? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Adam? <laughs> and at that point, you can have him beat Adam's ass. Yeah. You can have him go to town on Adam, or he's like enraged. Like, you know, I've yep. done everything you asked me. I've defended the title and all these stipulations. I've done so much. I'm your champion. When do I get a benefit? He goes to town on Adam. Yep. He gets a little suspension, but they don't ship the title. That's one thing they don't yep. do. They don't ship the title and stuff like that. He comes back. Adam comes back. Finally, after a couple of weeks or whatever, he comes and gives an update. Hey, you know, I may not be able to uh, uh, be for, you know, Survivor Series. So, uh, you know, at the moment, I am, I'm officially stripping Roman. And as, as soon as he says, like, bro, you see Roman come out, walk to the ring, beat his ass again or something. <laughs> Have someone else higher up on management or whatever. Maybe Braun Strowman comes out. Hey, you know, you, you know. Adam Pierce gave me a job or whatever. And then I have a program with, you know, him or carry on or uh, I, I don't even want carrying cross in there. I want to build that up for something a little bit later. Yeah. And then just have Braun Strowman, like, you know, they gave me a chance to give me an opportunity. Then have Roman just go savage. That's what he does best. Honestly, have him tell, have him tell Braun, you know, I put your ass all back into, you know, a fucking fantasy uh, brand. And you came back like, like have him go off, have him go sick on bro. Yeah. Like imagine having carrying cross actually like, go through the ranking. So, like, have him go... Imagine him having a good old fucking uh, feud with Bobby Lashley. That'd be pretty I nice. I think that would be great. Yeah, like, that That's that that would be a really good thing. I feel like that's a good way to build him. 
Um, but uh, other than that, I just I feel I just feel like um, Karrion Cross is definitely going to be a good uh, a good addition to all that. But nonetheless, I feel like we should move into uh, into a little something else. What do you, What do you think? Should we Should we move into uh, I, touching back on something? I uh, I kind of want to touch on this because I feel like you and me could really get into this. Mm. So how would you, how do you uh, I think AEW is just becoming more and more predictable every week. It's it's getting to the point where they just gave us a four hour show. What? Um, they just gave us a four hour show, and it's just like I, I, I fifteen even, matches. I, I didn't even enjoy it. Fifteen matches. It was not fun. It wasn't entertaining. No, it was it was a chore. It was it kind of it, it kind of was a chore, but, but like you know because everyone all like I'm just so glad that the crowd gave Max Caster and like you know that 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 tag team match like they gave that one a good like the crowd yeah. was the crowd was going for it that, was, it you was know great. what I mean and at, at at many times I was like okay I know Max Caster could eventually become champion and stuff like that yeah and I mean and, but but it was the time where it was. I knew Isaiah wasn't leaving it, but oh, that I think by far that was probably the match of the night, in my opinion. It was it was to, honestly, I was gonna say second because I I re- honestly, I kind of enjoyed the interim um no not the interim the AEW Women's Championship match. I thought that was pretty good. It was good. I think it was really good. Uh, I wouldn't say match of the night, but I thought it was pretty like up there. You know the, what I mean? The match of the night. The match of the night. Um, that um, I would have put. But I'm giving it some time off after it was um, what was it? The trios match. The trios match was yeah. very uh, was very good, very good. But then I feel like the book. It was just like with Will's um, booking with um, the tournament they had, it, the Owen Hart tournament. It was just yep. the wrong team won. There was no need for the Young Bucks and Omega to get the win. Yeah, there was no benefit for it. There was yep. nothing they could have gotten to help them and. The and, Dark Order has been done dirty this whole time. Yeah, at and what point, same. At what point do I invest in the Hangman and the Dark Order? And I find out that eventually I just don't care for them anymore. Like I was invested in uh, Page after the CM Punk feud. Like yeah. when he went into business for himself, I thought that was great. Uh, CM Punk, he's sen- he's a sen- he's sensitive for taking it a certain way. Yeah, I, I understand. He's he, you know, he a, he a little bitch. I'm sorry. He yeah, a, he a I agree. Bitch. You you cut. But in my eyes, it's just at the end of the day, it's just. You know, I was invested in Adam Page, and I, I'm not—I wasn't invested in Dark Order. But when he teamed Dark Order with Adam Page, I thought it was interesting. They could have had something. They, yeah, they need something. They haven't had anything since Brody Lee. Yeah. How are you gonna make one of the strongest points of your first couple of shows, and you're gonna just neuter them? How? Yep. Like, why would you do that? Like, if, if you and came see, out on the team, like, why would you just neuter them like that? And There's they kind of no point for that. They also kind of freaking ruined Athena. Like Agreed. having having her lose to Jade Cargill like that, that was not the move. I'm sorry, Will. I know that's your girl, but like Jade Cargill should have lost. Uh, she should I, I don't think she should have lost. It's not I right. think she should have. I think she should have. I, I think the idea is a Chris thing, but I will say, um, you know, they both need to take responsibility. That match was sloppy as shit. It was. Jade was Jade was sloppy. I like I, I that's why I'm saying she should have lost. I, I don't think she should have lost though. She has she has a story with the longest reigning. Athena definitely didn't need it. I don't think she needs it. I think she does because the thing is, she hasn't done anything, anything good since like 
since she joined. And when I mean, she was NXT Women's Champ. She was a tag team champ. She was a, like really good in NXT. Like she was awesome. Her theme was awesome. Her character was awesome. I really fucked with her back when she was Ember Moon. I agree. I agree. When she was Ember, she was good. But, you know, once she became the main card roster and they butchered her after the first couple months. Exactly. Like, it was a waste. There's still hope. You know what I mean? No, I agree. I think there's hope. But I don't think it's the hope for that division. I think she eventually goes for the world title and stuff like that. That's what I I, hope. Because, like, her and Tony Storm would have a great feud. I agree. And I don't think she should be going for the TBS title. I think, you know, going for that main title was something that she could have done, maybe have her win it, and, you know, eventually lost it, you know, maybe two months later or something like that. Yeah. To solidify her. But I think she's definitely up there. She's definitely worth something um, to the company, and I think that's why they brought her on. But eventually, um, I think Chris Stat- – that's what they're playing. They're playing for the Chris Statlander, um, Jade Cargill, but I believe Chris is injured at the moment. But yeah. then again, that just leads into what we were saying. AE Predictables over here. Like, mm-hmm. when we see that match, they may tease us the first time. The second time, they may make it happen. <laughs> but it's just one of those things. I, I want to be invested in something. Or I want to have takes that make a difference. But Makes with, sense. With AEW, you have to – if you don't take the obvious, you can't have a hot take because the, it, they don't give you evidence to support yourself. That is very true. And the, the, the thing is also um, – Tony Khan needs to chill out with some of this, some of these signings, because yeah. because he, his his roster is already so big that he doesn't know how to utilize everyone properly, and the more that he just keeps signing, it's just like wait till twenty twenty four. That's gonna be a fucking huge year because of all the things that are going on right now, especially with the young bucks. If uh, you haven't heard about that, and just like. All the, uh, you know, MJF, you know, constantly, constantly reminding everyone the bidding war of 2024. Yeah, but, like, my, my only frustration with it is, is it not predictable? Is it not predictable? Yeah. Like, 2024, is that what they're waiting for? It's 2022. Mm-hmm. They're not giving us any quality right now. No. I, at this point, AEW might not be around in 2024. <laughs> they have three VPs fighting their world champion and his his bum of a trainer a steel who's throwing a chair and he has a little chihuahua dog. <laughs> like, 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 like what? And then you have you have the dude that's the only, I guess you could say the only pillar that's left standing, which is MJF. Yeah. The pillar holding up the corner, just eating popcorn, watching it all burn down. So hit. So he's he's the only person that's gonna sign. This screams WCW. Everyone, everything's gonna burn, and this man's gonna become Booker T. Come over to WWE, and they're just gonna bury him at that point. So. Like, I saw a meme t- uh, yesterday or today, actually, and it says the three shows. Moxley totally carrying Dynamite. Yeah, because he was that promo was awesome. He showed everyone how much, you know, he still loves wrestling. Yep. Roman. He is running Smackdown. Yes. And Seth Rollins is running Raw. And I, I, I have That's a good. Yeah. Think about it. If you, if you, if you look you at that, the, that. Sh- the shield is taking over wrestling again, steel, uh, like still, that's what I meant. And I, and I see it. I don't like it, but I can't disagree with it. Exactly. I don't have to like it though, to, to see the, the, the value that you just brought. And I, I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah. That, that's some, that's some crazy, that's some yeah, crazy thought. That's right what there. I'm saying. I, I saw, I saw that on, on, as a meme and I'm like, yo, you know what? I can't, I can't argue that. Cause that's exactly how it's going. 
Could and, you could you imagine ten year anniversary? You know, Tony Khan just says, "Screw it, let's just let's just provide, let's just do something a little different, something not AEW predictable." And then and all of a sudden, the, you hear dun it, dun it, and then you they hear a wild <laughs> thing come over Survivor Series. You know, between the Seth Rollins and Roman match or whatever. You have them have a banger of a match, and then just do some WWE shit. Have <laughs> Austin Theory come in, they power bomb his ass to the table. Yep. They go to finish the match. You know, one, you know, rope. You get a, you know, a few, what, what is it, the the Death Rider or the Paradigm Shift? Then you get, you know, a spear. Then you get a curve stomp. Then you have a town down. One, two, three. Let's make it say he beat the Shield all in the same night that they de- debuted. Like you could just build Austin <laughs> right there. This man beat the AEW World Champion, the number one contender for the undisputed title, and he beat the um, the was it the undisputed champion? And yes. just like that's some just some fun stuff you could do, but I don't think at this point wrestling is now fun anymore. Wrestling is now a competition. It's it's uh. It's like picking your teams before uh, uh, the first week of uh, super, uh, the NFL season. Yeah. Like, you know, claim, claim, claim your teams now. Claim what you want. Yeah. AEW or WWE? Because at the end of the day, like, only you can only choose one because you can't like both, apparently. Because yeah. the community has gotten that, that wild where it's just like, it's, it's just not consistent. It's not fun. And I think there's potential. So. But I don't know if they're going to, you know, keep it going. While we're on while we're on this topic of like good matches and stuff like that, I saw something a couple days ago. Gunther and and uh, Sheamus got a five star rating from the good old Dave Meltzy. Okay, what's your opinion on that? I don't think it was five stars. You know, maybe four, maybe four, four, but I don't think it was five. Honestly, if you take the crowd out of it, I have to. I, I'm going to agree to disagree. Because I mm. I thought it was a fantastic match, especially that this is like the second match in a row that Gunther has shown that he is a fucking awesome wrestler. That match that match against Nakamura was incredible. I agree. And then now, for, think about it. That was his last match. So now going from that to this, I think they're doing a great job. He is he is they're actually he brought value to the Intercontinental Championship again. And he brought that 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 you know the missing the missing figure from like you know how a champion should be. And like they gave him a big name, they gave him Sheamus, you know what I mean? And they gave him Nakamura, both ex-champions. Yeah. So I I think I think it was definitely five star worthy, and they don't ever really get five stars. I have a feeling that, you know, they finally threw him a bone and was like, you know what? That was a good match. Here you go. You deserve it. Here you go. There's a sticker. I think the match was great. I, I think it was by far one of the better matches. Than the, the, I think it was two matches that really caught everyone's attention. It was that in the main yeah. event. I don't think it was better than the main event, so I want to see what the main event end, end up getting. But, I mean, don't get me wrong. The main event was really, really good. But, like, damn, that Gunther match was just incredible. It was good. It was hard hitting. But at, at most of the time, like, Sheamus was taking the beating. Like, all it was is he Sheamus was. taking the beating. So, I don't know how it could be a five-star match. The only thing I can feel like that could make it a five-star match was the beginning part, which he's factoring into. And then I think he's factoring the crowd, which I think that is a big factor that you put in there. Yeah. But if you have that same exact match in the States – does it get five stars? I mean, honestly, yes. 
Because the thing about it was there was mm. so much there was chemistry. That's the thing. There was chemistry there. There you was, but I mean? at, at one point, did, did anyone believe Sheamus was going to win? Uh, when he started, honestly, when he kept getting him in the crowd and had him behind the barricade and actually like just coming down on him, I was like, okay, this could be the point where it turns around. And then when he gets a couple of those, like, you know, those turnarounds, you feel like, oh shit, this could possibly be it. Did you, did you feel that though? I, yeah, I did. Uh, I did. Did you believe at one point Sheamus could walk out champ? I, at one point, possibly. But then after that, like after seeing like just how Gunther was just like he had control of that match but that's Agreed. good because he, i wanted him to keep the title i Agreed. i did i wanted him to keep that title but like he sheamus fought like a fucking champ if sheamus you know ended I mean? up, if sheamus ended up winning would would it still be a five star match in your opinion oh 100% because either way both those guys gave like more than 100% on that match agree agreed like the, like it was it was great too and then like you know the whole fact of like i like how they're tying in imperium now with the brawling brutes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that was probably the best part. I think that was one of my favorite part of the match. Yeah. With the uh, Imperium and stuff like that. They, wow. they, the entrance is a little sloppy, you know. Uh, what's the other one that... Uh... Um, what, I, what I liked about the, the, the entrance thing, I mean, what I didn't like, is that if they're bringing back Imperium, they need to bring back that like classic music feeling yep. with the, you know, the uh, I forget the name of the, of, the, of the piece, but like that right there, it just showed, you know, how like they're just, you know, like they're that Imperium. That's just that's a badass name. Agreed. You know what I mean? It's a badass name, badass theme. Like he had it in the Indies, and in the Indies it worked, and it worked in W. It worked in NXT. <laughs> I mean, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barcel were do- Fabian. Were, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Fabian Eichner. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I feel like he because he was the one that came on the show, right? Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about that was his if, name change. <laughs> There was a name change, which I was eh, not a big fan of. I thought not a big gone. fan of it. Either. I thought it was going to be gone because of uh, the Vince name change days are gone. But you know, yeah. maybe maybe it's just a little bit. But I thought it was just I wanted him to walk as along with uh, Ludwig. I wanted him to basically, you know, at one point Ludwig had his arms behind the back, you know, in the mm-hmm. the position, and I felt like you know he at one point he was just walking around with his arms just moving around. I'm like, yo, this is not the Imperium I remember. Well, yeah. put, put your hands behind your fucking back. <laughs> you know, Gunther is the ring general. Yep. Show him some respect. And I think that would have been a good point for, like, you know, Gunther to address on SmackDown. Like, you know, look at yeah. this. And he's like, oh, look at that dominant victory. What do you think, Tavian? Dominant victory. All right, now what about this? And he sees him walking to the ring, his arms walking like this. I have him beat the shit out of him too. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm the ring general. Like, mm-hmm. you you respect me. You see how he do it? And then he's yeah. like, like, show me how you do it. And they have, you know, yeah. let's have him just like this too. And then as he does this, like all proud, like Ludwig is like, I did it too. Fuck you too. Have him have him get smacked too. He's like, you should have corrected him and stuff like that. Like yeah. have him have him where he's like, yo, we need to clean this shit up because like yep. we need to start taking this seriously. But I think overall that's something minor. Yeah. But I think. I think it was a great match. I love the match. So, if it was a pay per view again, I would definitely love the match again. But overall, I think it's really good. So, what from what I heard also, uh, according to Dave Meltzer, was that Roman and Drew actually got a four and a half, and that Seth and Riddle got four and a quarter. I, th- I thought I thought the Seth and I thought match I was not great. I honestly I thought Seth and Riddle was one of the greatest matches of the night. So I think it was. It could have had the potential to be with the feud they were building, but I think the fact that now you bring in 
now Riddle can't control his emotions, and I think that's what I... But that's a good thing because that shows that Seth Rollins can get in your head. And no matter what, he did that last year. or Was it last year at Survivor Series when he went up against Roman? He almost had him. He almost pinned him clean because he got in his head. He came out as the shield, like with the shield entrance, got in his fucking head. He's getting in people's heads, and that's his character. He's the visionary. I liked how that whole story came up because it's now, it's not over. You know what's going to happen. Randy's going to come back, and he's going to try to terrorize Rollins. All right, so this is where I get, this is where we agree to disagree. (laughs) So... My my thing with this is, yes, Seth gets under people's skin, but I feel like what the whole wrestling community forgets is you're not only writing for Seth because right now they wrote for Seth. Yeah. But what they wrote basically was Matt Riddle can't, isn't a guy who can finish a job. Yeah. He can't do the job, and he needs Randy. So in my <laughs> eyes, I put some below. Huh? <laughs> no, I'm laughing. I'm laughing. But it basically puts some. It's like this man is as soon as you have him. Put his emotions into the match. He's done. Yeah. This man didn't used to not care about what Randy said. He used to not care about what Roman said. None of that stuff. But now he brings up his like his ex wife and stuff like that, and that that's what sets him off. Mm-hmm. After all the things we we've heard him call, uh, get called over the past year or two, yeah. him with Bill Goldberg, all that stuff, all the stuff we've seen, that is what gets him set off. Like I understand it's a bit, it's a part of his family and stuff like that. Yeah, but the fact that he. he Yo, he could dish it out, but he can't take it. So now it just makes Riddle seem like, okay, once you bring emotions into the match, he's going to get disqualified or he's going to be, um, I don't know, just not taken seriously and stuff like that. I feel like they need to realize that they also need to write for the other person too. But I also didn't see any follow-up after this. Uh, was there any follow-up on this on Raw? Uh, or was honestly, it just left off the show? I think he was honestly left off the show. I think he was. I don't really remember. I mean, I watched Raw, but like, it's almost a week now, you know what I mean? The new yep. episode's coming out so, like tomorrow, so like I don't really remember that much because like you know because of all the other stuff, you know. Every, everyone was worried about dynamite. Yeah. They were reporting about that and stuff like that, you know. And even even with NXT, you know, there was still something going on too. And like even like even on SmackDown, you got fucking Toxic Attraction coming back. There's a lot of things happening in wrestling. Yeah. You miss one thing, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. A lot of things can happen in between that. You're like, wait, wait, that was a week ago. That was this week. Oh shit! And I think there's so much wrestling nowadays. It to keep up with it all is a lot. And then yeah, it is. It, it totally they, is. They need to start making it where we want to care. I feel like they have moments or week. They'll have a couple of weeks or a couple of run where they'll honestly. Like, this week was weak. Yes, I agree. This week, week. I I literally watched the YouTube versions of it. Me too. And at one point, I saw Karrion Cross choking out Drew, and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good with that. Like, you know, all right, you just choked his up, choked his ass out, night, night. And I, I turned it off, and I was like, all TikTok. right. <laughs> yeah, TikTok, bro. <laughs> but it was just like, what, they go through these runs of where you are invested and stuff like that. Where is the uh, wrestling where it used to be sustainable, where it was, mm-hmm. hey, you, this is much CTV. At this point, it's just, you know, you know, you you can see TV, like you can see it, but <laughs> it, you 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 might not miss anything. Well, that's I mean, honestly though, like with like, there's a couple of things Triple H is doing that is good, but then there's also some things it's like, come on. But like the same thing with Tony Khan. Tony yeah. Khan is doing the same exact thing, and it, it, like what what's really heart- disheartening to see is like just treatments of certain of certain characters too, because like I mean, Keith Lee is such a fucking awesome single star and, yes. and, and 
he is just not getting the run I feel like he wants. Like, think about it. Oh, we're going to make you look kind of valuable to the company. We're going to give you the tag titles with your former NXT friend. You know, like... Uh, I, th- I think they're doing something right. I think once they split, they're both going to have really strong singles. Comp- uh, that or like if they feel or if they pull a Vince McMahon mm-hmm. and start feuding with each other. I think I think they're going to have a split and then it's going to lead to like, you know, an opportunity coming up, whether it's a title being vacated yeah. or, you know, an opportunity like, hey, you know, we're having a battle, ro- another battle royale for uh, this title or whatever. And at that point, they're like, you know, hey, you know, these tag titles, like they're great and all, but I- I'm. I know I'm better than you. I think that's the narrative they're writing for each other. Yep. I'm better than you. So I think that's what's going to happen. They're going to split and they're going to have a crazy single run. But at the same time, like, I don't know. AEW can do anything it wants because that's very true. They can, Tony can't control his locker room. This man has dudes throwing, dudes that aren't even signed to his roster, throwing chairs, injuring his vice, his executive vice president. Yeah. Like, I just don't, uh, with AEW, it's just too predictable. It is. I, it's their mid card is better than their main event scene, and I don't know how I can. Because, like, I mean, Hook is, Hook is doing great. He's very popular with the fans. So is yes. Dan. So is Dan Housen. Even mm-hmm. even though, like, you know, Dan Housen is one of the goofiest fucking characters yep. in fucking wrestling. But you know what? It works. It's like it's it's almost like the same thing in WWE. Chad Gable, one of the one of the mid carders. I love his stupid gimmick. Mm. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I think Chad Gable is probably one of the people. I think we. We all agree behind the scenes that he, he's probably one of the best things that makes yeah. us tune in. His, his stuff with Kevin Owens when they had the Ezekiel stuff yeah. had me dying. I had to tune in yeah. just because of that. Once yeah. I saw that part, I was good. But the fact that he he's made this part with, you know, the thank you or the shoosh. Shoosh. Like, uh, like, like this man is great. amazing. Like, think of, and that's what shows that, you know, there's still people who have such potential. Chad Gable, he is one of the greatest fucking, like, he, they should have made him the next Kurt Angle because that spot he had with Kurt Angle would have been like him passing the torch. You know what Agreed. I mean? That would have been a great segment, yep. something like that, because, like, he his technical wrestling is great. His Like, like he he is meant to be in the, I feel, higher in the card because he has mic skills, wrestling skills, like everything. He knows how to be a heel. He knows how to be a baby face. He's got it all. I feel like he should be higher in the card. And the fact that he has Otis with him, who's also like, remember, Otis is not just a, just a, a fat slob that people that he's sometimes portrayed in the beginning. This man was what? He what, didn't he wrestle NCAA and he was pretty yeah, good. He did. And also he was um he was a he was also an um an ex tag team champ. I wasn't no 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 he wasn't tag team champ. Well, he was tag champ with Gable uh, and stuff um, like that. No, well that and also with um with he's, he's uh, a money in the bank winner. He yeah, I'm about to say he 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 won money in the bank. That's fucking right. I forgot about this man that. won money in the bank, lost it to the Miz, and then also he probably had one of the most meaningful feuds for WrestleMania when COVID hit. That yeah. story with him and Mandy Rose. That's yeah, amazing. and then and then like at that Royal Rumble where he saved Mandy Rose from getting oh, eliminated, yes. that was such a good spot. You know, like Otis has potential too, but Vince didn't like him. And then they made him shave his face and shit. And like when he was doing the thing with uh with Tucker as the the fucking yep. uh what was it? What were they? What were they called? <laughs> uh, heavy machinery. Heavy machinery. I forgot. I forgot the name. They of were it. good too. They and were they, good. They, they never got the chance to shine. Like the compactor. That was a great finisher. Yeah. That was a. I, I see. That's what I miss. That's why I like FTR right now. FTR, I think, is my favorite tag team at the moment. 
And that's just me because I love the way they portray themselves and their egos and they're still baby faces. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think FTR is by far the best. The best. The they, best. They, they surpass the elite. And- yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, like, don't get me wrong. If this was, if we're talking like, 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 uh, NJPW days, like, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, like, New Japan, like, oh, yeah, Young Bucks were top. Agreed. Like, yeah. with, with Gorilla, especially with Gorilla Pro West Wrestling, when since yeah. saw that stuff, they yeah. were in the ring in the Ring of Honor, but like, Bullet Club thing, that was dope. Like, that, that's, oh, yeah, when, yeah, definitely. Like, but now it's just like they're getting stale, they're getting old. And, and it's just, it's not as exciting as it once was. Even like Kenny Omega now, too. It's just like, Kenny, you're taking too many bumps. Yeah. <laughs> you're taking too many bumps there, guy. You just got back from injury, man. We need to, we need to milk you a little bit I, longer. I want, I, want, I want a Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay one-on-one for something. I would love that. Because like, cause that chemistry, that finals, or, or that semifinal match should have been the final. Agreed. That match was Fuck, uh, that was that was uh, a really good fucking match. See, I want to say agreed, but it should have been. It, it it had the main event feel of a finals match by far. Yeah. But what I think, if they went with the as being a semifinal match, you need to have the dark order to win. You need to yeah. have a reason to justify. Okay, they went through a grueling match with Will Ospreay, and Will Ospreay took a lot out of him and the Young Bucks. Yeah. And then. That gave the Dark Order the opportunity to, you know, take advantage of that, and they were on the same page. The fact that they were weren't on the same page, I, I at that point I was like, well, this is where the downfall is written. You know, Tony Khan is writing it himself. This man is, you know, doing like was it what is it, uh, my universe mode or whatever? Yeah, right, yeah. writing oh, his yeah, own yeah, script, yeah, 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 and he's yeah. like, I don't know what to do. So I think that's the only way it would have worked. But the one you have the elite winning, just blowing past all your trios, it, mm-hmm. it makes no sense. Now you have, like, almost no trios. Yeah, I mean, there was, like, th- see, this is where this is where it gets interesting, too. Because, like, there's there's factions, but there's no factions that are, uh, excuse the pun here, shocking the system. No. You know what I mean? No. Because that's, that's, that's why I'm so amazed they didn't do anything with Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly. They didn't do anything, like, like worthwhile in AEW because undisputed era was one of the greatest factions in NXT and they should have done something Agreed. along those lines because they made an impact. If they made that much of an impact in WWE and Adam Cole still has his fucking cult following like he does, they should have done something and used that momentum to do better. They had so much opportunities to do something, but they just, yeah, if I'm just, in the bag, it, it, it makes me it mad. Is. It makes me mad because it's it's like there's so much potential right there. So much. Do and, something. And you just let it go. <laughs> yeah. It's and and now and now Bobby Fish apparently wants to challenge CM Punk to a real fight. I think everyone wants to challenge CM Punk to a real fight at this point. <laughs> this man this man tries to bury wrestling and then you know he's like, you know, I shouldn't be up here defending things. Just shut your bitch ass mouth. Just shut your fucking mouth. Like if you don't got nothing to say, like you're no, you he, he should go to for five minutes. This isn't for you to sell CM Punk. This is for you to promote the company, promote you as a world champion. Um, I wouldn't say promote in CM Punk. You're promoting the company's world champion, or or what they paid you to do and stuff like that. And it's it's almost like CM Punk is the type of person who's making me want to be the type of person who it's like. Uh, they had an issue with LeBron um, where a reporter said, you know, shut up and dribble. At this point, I, I never agreed with that statement, but at this point, only for CM Punk, 
Shut the fuck up and wrestle. I don't uh, like. I don't even think you can do that. But at this point, I'm just <laughs> done with CM Punk. I, I'm done I with his with antics. I always said he was overhyped. He's mm-hmm. not worth the money you spent. And obviously, this man is as brittle as a as a I don't even know a bag of pretzels and stuff like that. Like this man, <laughs> this, this man, this man needs to be put on the top shelf of the shopping cart with the with the bread. The bread might have to be go down below and put him up top. This man can't stick. This man is getting squished, squashed, banged up. This man is basura. It, I, I, I'm done with CM Punk. I, I would be happy if I never seen him ever again. He busted up. You busted out the Spanish. You said basura, basura. Mm. Damn, sucia. That's that that's, man needs a go. Yeah, and the thing is too, and it sucks because it's like AEW did get kind of bit with the injury bug. Yeah, and that's the thing that's unfortunate. But you know what, though, it's like it also should show how much these guys really don't want to like, like they just want to put on a good show, but they don't worry about the other, like the other things that happen afterwards. You know, yeah. it, it's like you got to learn how to make a good show, but still take care of yourself. Yeah, and 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 that's that's another issue because how is CM Punk gonna take a squash? Win the fucking championship and then vacate it because they, due to injury again. Well, I feel like again. I feel like he could have gotten a little bit injured during the main event, but then you have you know the backstage scrum and they're both fighting. And I feel like that didn't help it at all either. I almost feel like it was scripted. It could be scripted, and if it is scripted, I think it's it was a. It definitely got people talking about it, but at the same time, it just it makes it now it looks like except, Tony. except with the Cole Cabana stuff. The Cole Cabana stuff, he dug deep into that That's, motherfucker. That, that 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 was that was difficult to hear. Yeah, because and it sucks too because like Cole Cabana was pretty was pretty popular at first when he first came in, you know, having his first couple matches at Daly's place and shit. But like after that, it was just like, oh, Let's move him to Ring of Honor because CM Punk. Oh, I come in. I am. I am super. I am Roman Reigns of this company. And Cole Cabana was the one who put him on the map to let him say all of his stuff out there. So uh, during his podcast, he basically aired it all out. Yeah, said everything he wanted to say. Yeah, and then Cole Cabana. In my eyes, I don't have any issues with him. I don't be, either. I not, thought he, he was might, great. He might not be the best person and stuff like that. Yeah, but you know, he's done something right where Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. basically put him under his wing and said we need to keep this guy he's worth something because he was only supposed to do what like two or three matches or something like that yeah that's and it and then the, the locker room in the dark order voucher was like you know he, we want to do something with Colt cabana yep. and this man was very entertaining he, him and Brody lee stuff it was ramping up to really good education yep. really good content yep. you know you know how good that content was it's as good as the beef and garlic that Will's Will's cooking. I'm here, like it's that good. Like, but but then you know he passed away, and then it kind of went to like oblivion. But it's just what it's just uh what it is. No, we got comments to read. So Do I we? hear we have comments, so we're gonna pull them up real quick. Yeah, I don't. I'm looking at my chat, and I don't see anything. So, so I hear Otis is overrated, and Heavy Machinery were dope in NXT. They were. Otis is overrated now because, like, they kind of buried him, like, at, you know. Oh, I think we misread that. I think it says underrated. Yeah, he's oh. underrated. Yeah. Oh, does it say underrated? Yeah, I think actually I think we touched on that earlier yeah, we um, with the stream. Yeah, because so. yeah, uh, Otis's, like, run in NXT was, like, was pretty damn good. It was solid. Yeah, because, like, I mean, like, what, was that, what was that other, what was the other team they really fucking buried? Like, like what sucks is, like, 
all the NXT people get buried as soon as they went to the main roster. Like, what's the biggest one that happened? The Ascension. Remember Ascension, those? Yeah. Remember those motherfuckers? Yeah, they they had the they were the strongest team other than um. They were squashing than, the big a, people. They were yeah. squashing huge names. They went on like a 200 something day run as a champion. Yeah. undefeated, never lost yeah. or anything like that. And, and honestly, they had a really cool finisher. They had like they had like almost the wasteland. Yeah, yeah, that shit was dope. And now look at them. Like, they came to get bucks. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's just one of those things. Like sometimes they don't know what they're doing. It but it sucks because like they, and and like what I'm what I'm excited to see is if Malachi Black does come back as Alistair Black. His whole entrance was dope. You know yeah. what I mean? And like people know and people know what that is now. You know what I mean? So if he comes back, what if Buddy Matthews follows and then they become they do the House of Black, but like in WWE with more creative control with Triple H. You know what I mean? I, I think it's opportunity and there's something there. But I think now it's, it's that time where the sun's setting a little earlier in the day and it's just going to be a lot more difficult for wrestling to be consistent over these next couple months this is the time where it kind of goes into a lull yeah well but- right now especially well just just because we're uh, about to head into the um survivor series season and then after survivor series season here comes the royal rumble and once that comes we got a bunch of returns that are rumored and stuff yep, like that but cody cody 100 is coming back I have a feeling Cody's coming back, winning the thing, setting up Roman Reigns possibly, or or something a little different. You never know because there there could be other returns that that could happen. Do you have any any in mind uh, any other returns? than other, other yeah other than Cody? I think The Rock's always that name that gets mentioned as like a cameo or maybe something. Um, someone I personally would like. Oh, you're putting me on the spot here. I am. Um, hmm. Come on, we got to keep each other. We got to keep each other on the toes. Oh, I feel like there's a lot of good people who haven't been taken seriously. I haven't seen R-Truth in a bit. I would love to see if he came out <laughs> and had a little spot. I don't know. If, I haven't seen 24-7 champion. I heard it may have been you know, swept under the rug. But imagine he does that thing where he comes back in. Uh, R-Truth comes back in. He puts a la- He gets the ladder, tries to climb, doesn't get it, and then just gets thrown out the ring again. That'd be funny. That'd be good, but I think they already did that, right? They did. No, I did. I just thought it'd be funny to see again. To see again, yeah. See, I think it's something that would be done. Is like you know, at one point everyone's down in the ring, mm-hmm. like you have this big like tower of doom where where they see the suplex in the corner. Archie comes in and he like has a referee shirt on. He starts counting them down. What? Like it's a <laughs> like a last man standing match. Have him do something like gimmicky or whatever. He's like, yeah. Dude. Ten, ring the bell. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's a ten count. They've been down. They haven't gone back up to their feet. And like, oh, true, this is a Royal Rumble. This is a Royal Rumble. This is our last man standing match. Twenty four seven title. No. Oh my bad. And just have him leave. I feel like that'd be hilarious. So I'm going. And then and then and then he eliminates himself from the top rope. Yeah, he gets on top of the rope. He's like, I won. Like, you didn't win. And then he gets down. And then he's basically like, hey, you know. I want it stuff like that, but he's like, you eliminate yourself as you got off the top rope. So here, here's a curveball. I have a feeling this is. This, I'm just throwing this out there just to see because if if this is correct, I'm calling it right now on fucking what, what what's the date today? The September 11th. Chris Jericho comes in as number 30. Royal Chris, Rumble. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Number 30. I don't Num- know about number, that. Number 30. Imagine, imagine that though. That's that's a good little 
fantasy and little 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 curveball. What if that happens? What what if like nobody knows when his contract's over? He just silently disappears from TV. He doesn't say anything, and he surprises at at the Royal Rumble and comes back. I that would be, first of all, that pop would be fucking immense. That'd be huge. It would be a big pop. I think it would be a really big pop. And uh, I'm looking at our comments now, and there's a lot of people saying, you know, CM Punk is overrated. You know, they hate Punk because of what he's done. Oh, agreed. Agreed. You know, we got a couple of people saying, what's up? Oh, Phoenix, uh, Phoenix Rising, you know, what's up to you? Nice to hear that you are uh, supporting us. Thank you very much, man. But I think, you know, all the supporters, thank you. And I think, you know, right now we're at a point where we're able to, you know, wrap it up and stuff like that. I think we've got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of AEW, a lot of things that need to get fixed, yeah. our frustration. There's a lot. Um, and then we got, we also got, uh, who, who do we got coming up? Who do we got coming up? We got Jamie and Dan. I think we have Jamie and Dan coming up and they're going to be uh, jumping on and talking about for a few things. So yeah, be sure to look out for that. Yep. And uh, so this is, this is Big IC from the Bump Boys. Enjoy the dream from the Bump Boys. Peace. Must be Juju. Goodbye. Mwah. And good night. Oh my God, it's so great. Bang!